them right now in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you, God, tonight for our helper, our teacher, our comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we need your help on tonight. Thank you for walking alongside me. Thank you for walking alongside of us. Thank you, Father God, that when we call on you tonight, you will answer us and show us great and mighty things that we do not know. God, we thank you and we praise you, God, and I thank you, God, that I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I am telling you, God knows what to give his people, doesn't he? God prepares us for what's yet to come, and this teaching um, dealing on being persecuted for the word's sake. I don't know about you, but this is happening all around. It's happening to the ones that's standing for truth. I'm talking about the ones that's really standing for truth. You can look for persecution. You can look for opposition. You can look for trouble because it's going to come because the enemy is going to oppose the truth. So he's going to use whomever and whatever he can to oppose the truth. The moment you start standing up for righteousness, God's way of doing things, people are going to hate you. Even people in your own household, they are going to hate you. I don't care how much they say they love you. The moment truth comes out of your mouth, the moment you begin to reveal truth read amongst your loved ones, they're going to hate you for the word's sake. Some of us don't want to present the word because we know the hate is coming and we don't want to be hated. We want everybody to love us. But the Bible tells us, Jesus forewarned us, if the world hated me, the world is going to hate you. The world only loves its own. So if you're being um, a part of what the world is doing, they're going to love you until you really open your eyes and until you really stand for truth. When you truly begin to stand for truth, people are going to turn away from you. The ones that you least expect that will turn away from you will turn away from you. But the kind of love that God has given us, do not turn away, no matter how much it hurts. No matter what people say, no matter what people do, God's love remains the same. His love is unchangeable. It is not going to change. Jesus knew that we were going to have this in the world, so he forewarned us and he let us know that trials and tribulations, tribulation, persecution, he said it's going to come. But then after he said that, he said, but be of a good cheer. He said, because I have overcame, I have overcome the world. Jesus said, I have already taken care of what's yet to come. So our trust has to be in him. The problem that I'm seeing is we're putting too much trust in man. We're putting so much trust in man that we think that people will not hurt us. I got something to tell you. I don't care who it is. They're going to hurt you in some kind of way. Husband, wife, children, dogs, cats. I don't care who it is. Someone is going to hurt you that stay in your home, outside of your home. The one that's always agreeing with you, that one is going to hurt you because deep down inside, they really don't agree with you. They don't want to hear what you have to say, but they're going along with it because they want to fit within that circle. But God is going to expose, y'all better get ready because he's been saying it for a long time. God is going to expose every person that's around you that you are associated with that 
need to be exposed. God do not want us to be ignorant of Satan devices, and he's exposing two Christians, the ones that's really saying that they're following God. I am finding out during this pandemic, I'm going to say, can the real Christians stand up? That's what I'm going to say. Can the real Christians stand up? Real Christians are backing off of truth because they don't want people to see them any different. You are kingdom people. You are from another kingdom. God's kingdom don't work like the world's kingdom. It is totally different. It is, God is about light. He's not about darkness. How can you be in the midst of darkness and not you know, overthrow that darkness with the light that comes through the word of God. It is no way that you have God on the inside of you and you're in darkness and you're not trying to deal with that darkness through the word of God. When we have the love of God is in us, we don't want nobody to be lost. I don't care who it is. Mama, daddy, sister, brother, whoever it is, when they're wrong, they are wrong. And we bring truth to them from the word of God. The Bible say we speak truth in love. That's the key. We speak truth in love, but we don't hold back truth. We give them truth. And whether they want to accept it or not. Do y'all remember in the book of Ezekiel? God gave him as a watchman. And he told Ezekiel, the blood is going to be on your hand. Because if you see, and I'm paraphrasing it, what they're doing and you're not um, going in and letting them know, he said, it's going to be on you. I don't know about y'all. I don't want the blood to be on my hand. If I'm in the midst of a family member, if I'm in the midst of husband, kids, or whoever it is, I love God and I want to make sure that none is lost. So once I give the truth, they may hate me for the truth, but it's not like they were not told the truth. Because the Bible said, when you know the truth, the truth is what makes you free. I want people to be free. I don't want them to be no more slaves to sin. I don't want them to be in bondage because I know what bondage done to me. So I want them to come out of darkness and I want them to come into the marvelous light. I want them to be translated just like I, that's love. That's why we, when we're hated, we still love. If you're not loving in the midst of hate, you better check who you are. When they curse you, you still supposed to bless them. And if you can't do that, you need to check who you are in him. Because y'all, it's getting ready to get worse. People are showing who they really are when you stand up for truth. When you say, no, this is what God is telling me to do. People going to come at you, make you feel less of who you say you are. They're going to talk about you. They're going to put your name out there. They're going to say, you causing people to disbelieve this or disbelieve that. But when you know the truth, that's what sets you free. Do not hold back on truth. This is not the time to hold back on truth. I don't care who it is. Do y'all see what's happening? People are more concerned with this COVID-19. They're more concerned with voting. They're more concerned with everything that's happening in the world, but they're not presenting the truth the way they need to. If you present truth the way they need to, people will vote the right way. You don't have to use no names, no nothing. Only thing you got to do is present truth, and people need to vote according to truth, not according to color. None of that. Mm-mm. It's about the word of God. And if you know what the word of God says, nobody should have to tell you what to vote for. You should already know. Follow everything down and God will let you know. Because every man that's put in office got issues. 
Every man got issues. You got one that may um, tell a lot of lies. Then you got one that may tell one. Both of them are liars. What's the difference? Why am I saying all this? Because y'all, it's on. As they say, it's on and popping, and you better be ready for what's happening right here and now. And the only way you can be ready is through the word of God. Jesus prayed, do not take them out of the world. He did not. He said, don't take them out of the world because he knew evil was in the world. Why would he pray like that? Because he gave us what we need to endure what this world is bringing. And it takes the word of God to endure. And if you're not in the word of God, you're going to be just like the world. That's why the Bible say, be not conformed to this world. Conform me. Don't be going after their patterns, their way of doing things. I don't care how saved you are. If you have not renewed your mind, you standing just like the world is standing. You going for anything and everything because your mind is not renewed. So whatever man tell you is what you're going to do, even though you are kingdom citizen. This is what's happening to Christians. They're waiting on man to fix something that God has already fixed. But I got news for y'all. When everything fail, they're going to have to run to God. Then what are you going to do? What are you going to say? You should be saying during that time, what you should have always been saying. Without God, we're nothing. We cannot make it, y'all, without him. God is not bringing you up in here every Tuesday and every Sunday just to sit in here and say, I've been the Bible study and I've been the church and, you know, I'm, I'm getting the word. It's, it, you get it, but you got to live it. And when you're living it, remember, remember how with Joseph I was talking about The Lord was with Joseph. Then the next verse said, and they saw that the Lord was with Joseph. If you're saying the Lord is with you, are they seeing it in your life? Are they seeing him in your life? That's the whole thing. You can say that the Lord is with you all day long. But if they're not seeing him manifest himself through you, it's just like you're lying and you're not saved. The world knows its own, y'all. The world knows its own. I'm going back to in the Bible. I'm telling you, God is so good because everything that happened way back then is happening right now. There's nothing new under the sun. It may happen a different way with all of them. When we read Daniel, when we read, you know, the um, Hebrew boys and how they went through that fire, they come out, they weren't burnt. Y'all, some of us are just reading those things as fables. But we're in a time right now that we're being put in the fire and we're being tested to see if we're really going to trust God. So when you look at Daniel, Daniel was in the world. It was Babylon, but Daniel did not forsake his God, even though he was in the world. God showed them that Daniel served another God. Why? Because God was putting him in high up positions. People got jealous over Daniel because Daniel was showing more favor than they were. So they had to get Daniel out the way. Is this not happening with you? The enemy want to get you out the way because the more God elevates you, the more the enemy is going to find just cause to put you down so he can be lifted up. So what did Daniel do at that time? They had to find something against Daniel, could not find anything against what he was doing for their kingdom. So he said, let's mess with his God. So what did they do? 
They had the king to sign a petition. Nobody prayed to any other God except you. They were making that king out of a God, were they not? How many people are making man out of God and they're waiting for man to fix something and they're telling people, if this one get here, that one get there, we won't go through what we're going through. Come on, you're going to go through. I don't care where they put man. Because you're in a fallen world. You're in an evil world. So this is why we have to trust what the word is saying more than we're trusting what man is saying. Man will change their mind. I don't care who you put in a seat and I don't care how good they say they are. They're going to have some hiccups. They're going to have things they say. They're going to have things they do. And why are y'all so astounded at what's being said now? That's a man. He's only human. He is not God. He's going to fall. He's going to make mistakes just like I can make mistakes. You can make mistakes. But we look at people in high offices, we're thinking because they're here, they don't supposed to make no mistakes. Who told you that lie? That's why God had to come out of heaven. He had to come off his throne to die because it was not no man. It was no one that could do away with sin but him. So I want to ask you, why are we so much in love with man that we think man can save us. They can't. And I want people, lights to come on to realize God has given you all of this to let you know what you're getting ready to come up against. And some people are already, y'all, coming up against this right now. Some people are already getting persecuted. Getting called names because they're standing up for what they believe doing this COVID-19. They're standing up and they're telling them about God and how we got to trust God. And people don't want to hear trust God. They want to hear vaccinate me. That's what they want to hear. Give me what I need to live in this dying world. Help me. That's what they want. They want man to solve this. Y'all, man cannot solve this. The only one can is God. And that's why he's teaching you to live by faith. Because when everything else fail, who's still here? God said he'll never leave us. Nor shall he forsake us. He will be with us even unto the end. Emmanuel, God with us. So we're going to go through, y'all. Christians, the ones that's truly serving God, that's doing what God is telling us to do, that's living for righteousness, what make you think you're not going to be hated? What make you think the one that love you the most is, is not going to hate you? They're going to hate you when you start telling them, no, this is what the words say. Everything that's in them that has built up over the years about you is going to come out of them to try to hurt you, to stop you from moving forward in the things of God. So while we laying down, whimpering and crying over a man or over a woman or over children, the devil is having his way, doing what he want to do while we're sitting there wondering why my husband don't love me or why my wife don't love me or why my children don't love me or why my dogs and cats or whoever don't love me while we lay in there waddling in that mess people are dying God has given all of us a commission and that commission is for us to be taught for us to be learners of Jesus Christ 
and go out and give what we are learning. If we spend as much time in this word that we do with the television, that we do with our family, if we turn everything off and spend more time in this word, our talk will change. Our way of living, our way of doing will change. And I hear some people say, well, I don't mess with people because they don't want to hear what I got to say. That's when you should mess with them. They want you to hear what they have to say. They present junk all in your face. Come on, present Jesus. He said, let me out. Let life out of you. They're in the midst of death. I want them to have life. You're carrying that life. Why are you laughing and cutting the fool with them when they need life and they could die tomorrow and there you are laughing and cutting the fool with them? Tell them about me. I'll let you know how to come in. I'll let you know how to come. I'll let you know when to cut it off. Tell them about me. Y'all, I'm fired up tonight for Jesus because I'm tired. I'm tired when you see Christian folks doing the same thing and getting taught the right way to do, but it's the same thing, just a different day. I see why Moses got angry. I see why Moses, when God says, speak to the rock, he struck the rock because he saw himself beating the people. I did. Because if he's trying to lead the people in the way God want him to lead them, and he's still seeing people going the same way, come on. That's why he called them rebellious. That's why he called them stubborn. That's why he called them stiff-necked. Because he knew he was taking the word to them, but yet they didn't want to hear what God was saying to them, and they still want to do the same thing. But yet, when they cried out to God, God didn't leave them there. Yet, when they cut the fool, who was the first one on the scene? Moses, crying out for their lives. God, don't kill them. God, if you don't do what you said, they're going to look at you differently, God. That's why Jesus is interceding for us. His blood is interceding for us, giving us new mercies every day because he knows we're going to mess up. But the more we get to know him, y'all, those mess ups won't be like they used to be. We're supposed to get ourselves developed in these areas, not staying in the same area. And I'm feeling even tonight, people still got so much deep hurt in them, so much deep anger in them, and it's coming out during this pandemic. People are so frustrated because they can't do what they used to do no more. They can't go eat like they used to eat no more. They just can't hang out like they're hanging out no more. So they build all this frustration up. And as soon as somebody come at them, they're ready to knock them out. Because your life have changed. So people are fighting more. People are killing more. People are committing suicide more, y'all. Because this pandemic, the enemy know I have come to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's what I'm going to do. But I need people to help me do it. Look around you. The church is coming against one another. And do you know what the word of God tells me? How people know that we are his disciples is by loving one another. And what is the church doing? Hating one another. Because this one is in this position and that one ain't. So people hating that one because they want that position. The enemy is out to divide and conquer. A divided house will not stand. So if all of us are getting the same teaching, we're supposed to stand for the same thing. It does not supposed to be no different no matter who's teaching it. Me, 
one of the teachers or whoever it is, if it's truth, we're supposed to stand for that truth. No matter what, we're supposed to stand for one another. If one brother falls, we're supposed to pick him up because every joint supply. We don't supposed to be hating one another. We're supposed to be loving one another. That's how the world knows they are Christ's disciples. Because in spite of what Sister Deborah do, they lift her up. They love her. They don't talk about her. They're there for her. That's how they know who we are. You don't have to tell them you saved. The life you live is going to tell people who you serving in the day that you're serving. You know, whatever you're doing. Yo, this is, this is for real. People are coming at people without a cause. Because when you're telling them, trust God during this pandemic, they get mad. They're saying you're crazy. You're telling people not to do this, and the devil is a lie. It's time to rise up for righteousness, y'all. And this is what's happening. Separation in the church is coming. And it's coming stronger than before. If you go into the book of Acts, and you see how when Peter and them began to preach truth, the ones that was following them that said that they were disciples, they didn't follow them no more. Because they did not want to stand for what they were saying. The enemy want to divide and he want to conquer during this time. And we are allowing him to do it. So on that note, let's go back into the teaching. And the Lord gave me more to add to the teaching. We were talking about um, how we're going to get persecuted for the word's sake. And I started out of Mark, the fourth chapter and verse 16 and it tells us that because of the message because of the word of God people are going to persecute us and the reason why so we can fall and before so we can stumble but what we have to understand is who we are now that we in him and if Jesus is forewarning us of this we should still be standing because we know it's going to come but then the next thing was I was asking what makes the word of God so important that this persecution is coming. The reason why is, the first thing I started talking about is dealing with the word. Jesus is the word, and we know that Jesus is God. You know, all three, they are one. But we look at God was here before anything was here. The word was here before anything was here. I want y'all to catch it. God existed before anything existed. Before anything was made, he was here. God was here. He's self-existing. That's proven in Proverbs, the 8th chapter. It's proven in Psalms 90. It's proven in John chapter 1, St. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. So that means that the Word was here before anything else was here. Before anything else was made, the Word was here. Nobody created God. Nobody. He was here before all things. So the first thing that we got to believe is... God exists. Do we truly believe that God exists? Come on, let's be real. Do we believe that there is a God? Let me tell you how we really know that there is a God. And I'm going to give you scriptures in which some of y'all already know, but I'm putting you into remembrance. So, you know, it, it builds our faith with the word. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 11, verse 6, without faith, it is impossible to please God. The faith that we have is faith that is given to us 
And that faith that we have is believing and trusting in God, in Jesus. So the faith that we have helps us to believe in him, helps us to trust in him. The Bible says, without faith, it is impossible, y'all hear me, impossible to please God. It said those that come to him must believe he is, meaning they must believe that God is real. You don't go to nobody if you don't believe they exist. I'm not going to go to Missy. If somebody tell me about Missy and they say, Missy can help you with this. They're telling me about Missy. They're telling me all about her attributes. They're telling me what she do. They're telling me how long she has done it. So all of a sudden, I begin to have faith in her and never saw her. Because they're telling me about her. They're telling me how long she stayed in school for this. They're telling me how many lives she saved through what God has given her. They're telling me all about Missy. So my faith is being put in Missy. So I'm waiting to get to Missy because I believe in Missy. So what's the next step? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Those that go to him must believe that he exists, that he is real. Then the next verse says, he is a rewarder. Of those that diligently seek him. Why would I seek somebody I don't believe is real? Why would I go to somebody that I don't believe is real? So see, if they're telling me about Missy, I don't put my trust, my faith, my dependency in Missy. So I'm going to Missy and I'm believing what they told me about her. So I'm waiting on her. I'm not going nowhere else, y'all. I'm waiting on her because I have built up my trust and faith in her based on what I heard. Faith come by hearing. Hearing come by the word of God. So the more I hear about her, the more my faith goes towards what I heard. So if somebody come in here and they say, well, I have another person. No, I'm not moving. Because I already heard about Missy. I already heard about her. It's too many people done told me about Missy. So I'm going to stay right here with Missy because that's who I believe in. Because every time I go to her, she gives me truth. So why would I want to go to somebody else? If I'm getting what I need from her, y'all got to hear me. If I'm getting what I need from her, why do I go to anybody else? I'm using Missy, just like I'm saying God. Why would I go to anybody else? Oh, I'm going to give you a better one. That's my husband. When I say said my vows... For better, for worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness and in health, unto death do us part. If that's the one that I have made a commitment to, to live the rest of my life with, why would I want to lay with another man? Why would I want to be with another man? Why would I even want to think about another man? Why would I put another man before him? No matter how my flesh acts up. Because another man stands in front of me. When I know this man and who he is, I'm not going to put nothing else before this man. Because that's who I chose to be with. Let's talk about God. The more you get to know him, the more time you spend with him, his characteristics, his way of doing things, get to know him by his names. No other God would be able to take his place. Nothing 
No one. I don't care what man come in front of you. You're not going to allow them to take God's place because you're saying, no, 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 no. There is no other God but this God. I will not put you above my God. He will always be number one in my life. So this is what I'm saying. God said without faith, it's impossible to please him. Those that come to him must believe that he is, must believe that he's real. And when you really believe in that he is real, no matter what problem you have, you ain't calling nobody but God. I'm going to say it again. When you believe that God exists, why do you need to talk to somebody else? Have anybody ever thought about that? If we know that he is God, why do I need to talk to someone else? I don't. I believe he's real. I believe he's all powerful. I believe he's almighty. I believe that he's a healer. I believe that he's a deliverer. I believe that he's Jehovah Shalom. He's a God of peace. I believe that he's Jehovah Jireh. He is a provider. I believe who he is. So why do I need somebody else when I know who he is? But we don't. Let's be real. We don't. Because if he's my provider, why am I going everywhere else looking for money? Can anybody answer that? If I believe he really exists and he have all these names, why am I looking at something else to provide for me before I go to him? Anybody? I'm waiting on the answer. Because what, Missy? You don't know him. The thing is, how well do you know him? How well? Some people say they know him, but they can live without him. Nonsense. Because everything we do should be based upon him and not what everybody else is doing. So if we really don't believe that God exists, how can we depend on him? How can we trust in him? So God said, you got to believe that I'm real and that I exist. You got to believe that I have everything that you need outside of what's going on around you. So we need, really need to ask Christians, do you believe that there's a God? Of course I believe there's a God. Well, why are you worried about COVID-19? Oh, they're going to cuss you out. They're going to cuss you out. They're going to knock you out. And they're going to tell you you crazy. Ask, ask them. Come on, somebody ask that question. See what happens when you ask them. You know what they're going to say? Common sense will tell you. Guess what somebody told me the other day? I thought this was so good. You're supposed to have common sense. They say, I ain't seen nothing in the Bible that's common. I ain't seen nothing in the Bible that you can say. I said, hmm. Common sense should tell you that you shouldn't be going in no church at a time like this. Wait a minute, listen at this, y'all. Common sense should tell y'all, y'all should not be up in here fellowshipping and getting the word. Common sense. In that case, common sense should tell all of us, go in your house, shut the door, don't even go out and get a piece of bread or a sandwich. Common sense. Everybody got common sense, right? Don't go to work. You got so much common sense. 
Don't go to work. Then your bills won't get paid. Come on, that's common sense, isn't it? Must have been some real common sense earring come out here. Come on, let's talk about common sense if we want to talk about common sense. We don't put God in the midst of common sense. Why do we do that? That's not who God is. Have y'all really thought about, y'all, I couldn't even leave these scriptures today. My heart was so grieved. Oh, I could just screamed and hollered because I'm saying, God, people really don't know that you're God because they're still trying to fix it. They're still trying to find ways out of stuff. If we come to you and we seek you, we wait on what you got to say and not by how we feel. So do we really believe, y'all, that God exists? Do you believe God is with you? If you believe God is with you, that means you got everything you need. No matter where you go, no matter what you around, if God is with you, guess what I have learned? He's a protector. He protects you. So if we believe he's with us, why do we have fear? Because we got some doubts that God is here because we can't see him like we see man, but I don't have to see him to know that he's real. Let me tell you why. This is, this is what gets us. We went over that we got to know he's, he exists, right? But then the question is, people are going to ask you, how do you know God exists? I'm going to tell you. Psalms 19, verses 1 through verse 2. The heavens <laughs> declare the glory of God. And the firmament shows and proclaims his handiwork. <laughs> That's how I know he exists. Because I'm going to tell you something. If God was here before everything, I want y'all to catch this. Light getting ready to come on. Now, they're saying that <laughs> man, scientists know everything, right? So we got to depend on these scientists. If God was here before everything, who do you think created the heavens? <laughs> Was it man? Wait a minute. If God was here before everything, who created the heavens? Did any man put a star in the sky? Did they put the moon up there? Did they create everything that's created? Okay, let's stop right there. So why are we dependent on man? Help me somebody. Why do we depend on man in crisis? If God did everything. Huh? We really don't know him. Your relationship with him. Don't get me wrong. God put man on this earth. You know why? To serve him. To carry out what he wants to be carried out. He didn't put man here to be above him. God gives man the knowledge to create things that we have to use, right? But what God want man to know is you're not me. So we know he created what? The heavens. He created the earth, the stars, the moon, everything that you look at. There has to be a God, right? If God didn't exist, how did this exist? If How? Anybody got an answer? There had to be a God. They ain't the end of it. Look at this. Isaiah 40, 26. Listen at what this says. 
Lift up your eyes on high and see. I'm reading out the Amplified. Who has created these? He who brings out their host by number and calls them all by name through the greatness of his might and because he is strong in power, not one is missing or lacks anything. Lift up your eyes on high and see. When we look at God's handiwork, when we look at creation, if anybody say there is not a God, they are a fool. If anybody say that, something is wrong. Man didn't do this, y'all. Man wasn't here. Got another one for you. Romans 1.20. Listen at this. I'm reading out the New Life Version. Man cannot say they do not know about God. From the beginning of the world, men could see what God is like through the things he has made. This shows his power that lasts forever. It shows that he is God. Through his creation. But then he goes he go to the kicker too right here, y'all. Remember, God is the only God, right? He is the creator. But even David said himself in Psalms 139, 13 through 14, you made, created my whole being, my inward parts, you formed, knitted me in my mother's body, belly womb. I praise, thank you, because you made me in an amazing, awesome, and wonderful way. What you have done is wonderful. I know this very well. Can I ask y'all something? Who created you? For real? God created us. So if he created us, who know more about us? Who know more about you than Father God? He know everything about you from your head to your toe. He know you from inside to outside. God know everything about you, and we're waiting on man to tell us instead of going to who first. You know what God does, though, y'all? It's so good. Even when man tried to put Humpty Dumpty back together, they couldn't. All the king horses, all the king men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. But guess who could do it? The one who made him, which is God. God do use man, but he used man for him to get the glory, to show man it wasn't you that done this. It was me that done this. I used the works of your hands. You don't get glory for this. And what God does, he does something that man can't do so man can't get the glory. And the only thing that man can say is there is a God. That's how we supposed to be presenting God doing the COVID-19 is to show them his marvelous works through the gifts of the spirit that he has given us. We supposed to be showing the fruit of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit to let them know there is a God that's above your God. Are we doing that? We cannot do it, y'all, until we really know there's a God. Some people say, if I didn't know there was a God, I wouldn't be saved. <laughs> okay, you're saved now, but you're supposed to be presenting him. You're supposed to be showing people in the world every name of God is supposed to be revealed through us. Through the born-again people, the ones that's born from above, not from this earth. 
Everything you have didn't come from man. The blood that's running warm in your veins. Man didn't give you that. God said it was life in the blood. Where do you think your blood originated from? Man didn't exist before God. Come on, we got blood banks. But everybody say, I don't want everybody's blood. Don't know where it's been. But we have the blood of the lamb. We, we are a new creation. So that's why we speak, what did God do to get creation started? He spoke it. So everything our father does, that's what we're supposed to do, y'all. But we cannot do it if we don't believe truly that God is real. We cannot leave God out. When we believe that God is real, we will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We will be speaking those things that be not as though they were. We will be coming up with things that man couldn't come up with. They had to know it was coming from God. We will stand strong. Because we know that there's a God that's going to protect us because we're carriers of his word. Go through the word of God. Daniel got thrown in the lion den. The king didn't want to do it, but he had to honor the decree. Daniel said, throw me in there. I'm going to take me a nap. Who does that? I don't know about y'all. Come on, for real. They throw you in the lion's den. Just say, Lord, don't let me feel nothing. Come on, let's just be real. Y'all be real. We probably die before they throw us in there. That's right. We'll die before they throw us in there. Because things that we hear now, it's like, are you trying to kill me? Don't say nothing else. So think about Daniel. He knew his God so much, y'all. He said, I'll be all right. I'm going to sleep. The king was so afraid for Daniel. What did he do? The king was fasting for Daniel. Couldn't sleep. Ran to where Daniel was. Oh, Daniel. Oh, Daniel. Did your Lord save you? And Daniel answered out. And guess what? God got glorified in that kingdom. How's he going to get glorified in this time if we don't do it? We got to bring him glory. He want his glory to be, y'all, it's time out because it's coming. It's coming. People that you think that really love you, they're going to hate you when you start standing up for truth. People in your household is going to be your enemies. Watch what I tell you. You're going to know just how much people in your household really, truly love God. People that say they're saved. Come on, you're seeing it now. Everybody say that they're serving God, but they're not united. God is about unity. He wants us to be in unity. We are one body. One body of believers. One body. One body. I don't care what church somebody is. We make up one body. We're there to help one another. And we need to get ourselves together according to the word of God. This is why God is teaching 911. What's your emergency lost souls? Because when you begin to talk about him, people are mad. They don't want to hear that. They want to cut you off. Ain't no time for that. We're looking for a cure. (laughs) I'm carrying the cure. His name is Jesus. And he's here to heal you, deliver you, save you. That's what we're supposed to be doing, y'all. We got to let people know God exists. When we start decreeing and declaring his word 
and what God has already done in the midst of this opposition, God will manifest himself to let people know I'm above all of this. So what are we going to do? Are we going to do what we're supposed to do as Christians? Or are we going to follow the lead of the world? Y'all, do you know I was reading? They were taking the um, private schools, Christian schools. They were shutting down. Check this. They shut down the private Christian schools in California, but they opened up regular schools. <laughs> Y'all don't get it? Y'all don't get it? The private Christian schools, they shut down. But they're going to open up regular schools. The enemy don't want life. He don't want life to be taught. He's opening up every door that need to be opening and shutting down the churches. And we have freedom of what? Religion. It's in the Constitution. But now people got to go through the courts. To have a right to have service. And every the world is going on with whatever they want to go on with. When are we going to stand up for our rights? For what? God? That's what Daniel did. That's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. They said, I'm not bowing down to your God. Well, if you don't bow down, you're going to die tonight. Okay? So what happened? They went into the fiery furnace. And what did the king say? I see four men walking around. And one looked like who? And they come out of there not smelling like smoke. And now they're ready to bow down to the wood. Did they go through? But did they come out? Let's just be honest. Who want to go through? Let's be honest. Who want to go through? Who want to go through? Nobody want to go through. But real Christians... They go through. They don't bend just because people don't like them. They go on about their business. They do their father's business. So this is what it's getting to, y'all. This is why you're getting all this teaching. Some people are already getting persecuted because they're standing for what's right. So the enemy is trying to get them to change what they believe. It's coming this time. And we're going to know the real Christians, the ones that's going to stand up for nothing but truth. But can I tell y'all something? God prepared me for such a time as this. Because even in the church, people was hating me, the ones that was up under me, talking about me, ridiculing me, and I still loved them. My whole time in ministry. Some of y'all didn't even know it. Hated me without a cause. Done nothing to them except preached the word and did what I supposed to do. And guess what? It's more popping out the woodwork right amongst you. But guess what? If they can't stand for what's right, they ain't going to be in the, in, in the mess. Because now it's a trying time, y'all. Everything that you say against me, you saying it against God. And woe be. God said, vengeance is mine. I shall repay. You do not come against God's work and think that you're going to get away with it. Because you opened up that door evil for yourself. I don't have to do nothing. God put it in his word. Everything that God's word say will stand. So what we got to know is we have to stand united. We have to do what the word is telling us to do. And when we do that, y'all, guess what? We're protected. 
So let's stand for righteousness, but get prepared for what's yet to come. Come out from amongst the crowd. Be ye separated, says the Lord. It's time now to stand for what's right, and that's the only thing that we need to be standing for. Amen? Is there any people in the midst of us that have went through some persecution that you would like to share? Then I ain't telling you to call nobody name because we love those that hate us. But have you had that since we have had this teaching? Come on, Thea. Is a Thea the only one? <laughs> Hallelujah. And this is not to um, ridicule people. It's to let you know what you're getting taught is for real. This is what this is doing. It's showing you testimony from what you're getting taught. Amen. When you stand on what the Word of God says, I, what, about two weeks ago, got into it with somebody that I love dearly. But, you know, I, the Bible says you honor people and that's what I did I honored them but I didn't come down and I refused to come down even though they were coming against me and they were saying things you know to try to hurt me that other people had said or whatever and then I had an incident this weekend where I was ministering salvation to some folk and they were coming against me really coming against me and and, and I'm, I'm not really surprised but like apostles say when it's family it hurts because that's, that's, those are your loved ones. So, you know, you love your loved ones. That's why they call you loved ones. But I have made up my mind, for Christ I live, for Christ I die, forsaking all others, just like in a marriage vow. So if family, father, mother, sister, brother, whoever want to turn their back on me, that's fine. Because I know in whom I believe, I know in whom I trust, and I know in whom I live for, and I will not, I shall not, ever come down from what God has said and who God has called me to be. So if you don't want to hear it, family, friends, don't come around me because I'm going to stand Amen. with the help of the Holy Ghost. And I want to tell you all this, and being that you're standing because you're getting taught to do it, I'm just giving you the word. This is what people say. You go to that Mandel's church. So even though you standing, they coming to attack me. <laughs> I know where you going. You going to Manda's church. It is not Manda's church. It is God's church. And I'm only telling you what God is saying. But if you want to blame it on me, it's okay. <laughs> but that's what people use. Oh, you from Miracle Temple. I know what church you go to. You go to Miracle Temple. No, you go to God's church. You're his church. You're his people. Only thing I do is give you the word. Whatever you choose to do with it, that's you. And this is not a cult. It is the word of God. Everybody has a choice. Whether you're going to take it or whether you're not. It's not about me. It's all about him. But the leader is going to catch it. As Brother Willie say, true that. <laughs> They're going to catch it. Is there anyone else before we close? Well, we thank God none of y'all getting persecuted for the word's sake. Hallelujah. Y'all better go out there and deliver some more word then. We give God glory. Do we have any announcements?
before we close? Okay, we're good. Well, we're going to go ahead and close out. Deacons, can you close us out?